I would make driving under the influence life in prison. And if so, anyone ever says I'm misogynistic, I can be like, literally all my heroes are women. And look <laughs> up some videos of Carrie yeah. Nation right now. Oh my gosh! Why this woman destroyed <laughs> bars using a hatchet? What'd you all say? the old ladies of the 1910s, like, <laughs> you know, like the Christian science lady and Helena Blavatsky and all the, all the old ladies of the 1910s had the biggest cojones. Welcome back to Midnight Mormons, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Cardin Ellis, and today I am joined in the studio by Brad Whitbeck and Kwaku L. And we were just having a conversation. I can't believe you guys said this. And I'm a little bit worried when we start podcasts based upon whimsical claims that you guys make that are absurd and out there. But Kwaku made the claim, and Brad simultaneously made the claim, that prohibition... Old school prohibition, as in like the 18th Amendment when they found the booze and they destroyed it so you couldn't drink it and all that other stuff. The old school prohibition was the right call. That is the claim. I think that's insane and crazy, but I see you totally doing the eyebrow thing and oh, Kweku yeah. seems to agree with this. What, you pulling some up, Kweku? I oh, see you bet. <laughs> oh, you bet. <laughs> okay. So, fine. Brad, you go first. This is crazy. I can't believe you're saying this. Dude, as, as Kweku's pulling this up, look. Okay. I mean, look at how our government has been treating <laughs> the world and the way that it's claiming to care about our public health. Okay. Can you think of anything more poisonous that is consumed on a daily basis than freaking alcohol? Okay. I agree. It is poison. Like, people are out here drinking poison. Uh, okay, no, I get that. And the argument is not whether or not alcohol is bad. It's whether or not the prohibition thereof, as oh. is done in Utah Dude. and other places. Okay, but here is the deal. You need to learn about the woman that that Quaker's about to bring up. She's an American hero. What? Okay. Whoa, jeez. Do you not know this Carrie Nation by Carrie Nation. Okay. Carrie what? Nation's the freaking bomb, man. Carrie Look up some videos of Carrie yeah. Nation right now. Carrie Nation walked went up to, went to bars holding a battle axe. It would just destroy uh, the alcohol. She would just she would bash into, it to bits. Wait, she would literally just go in like yeah, yeah. there's video of it too. Look it up. Yeah, she was oh BA. Oh my gosh. Okay. Carrie so, Nation was a boss. So hold on a second. The name of this woman is I get so nervous when I C A R R I E Carrie Nation. Cool name too. Mm -hmm. R R I E she tried, Nation. She tried to carry the nation. Breaking barrels, I guess. I'm gonna look up. Oh my gosh! Why this woman destroyed <laughs> bars using a hatchet? This is crazy. Yeah, dude. She's a boss. Oh my goodness. Of the gracious. prohibition era. All say? the old ladies of the 1910s, like, <laughs> you know, like the Christian science lady and Helena Blavatsky and all the, all the old ladies of the 1910s had the biggest cojones. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. So this... now they just watch Martha Stewart. Okay. Now. <laughs> okay. So now I get, oh, it's Carrie. It's C-A-R-R-Y. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this lady right here would straight up, oh my gosh, look at this, man. It's awesome. She would, She's no great. joke, walk around with a hatchet. Yes. And, and it was the bomb. Oh, dude. 
She was wonderful. Now, I Okay, so I what should we normally do? Why is that the right move? Look, I don't normally celebrate the destruction of property. Okay. okay? Glad to hear. But <laughs> Carrie Nation had style. And Dude, stop and pause. On I that would picture. that all women would be like unto Carrie Nation. <laughs> Dude, look at that chick. She's literally holding a Bible and an axe. and a hatchet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look, oh, look there. If there ever were a woman justifying property damage and violence in the name of no, it's the fact that she did it openly. She wasn't hiding it. She would take <laughs> photos with the hatchet so, she was using to destroy your beer. <laughs> That's cool. That's baller. Now I have a question for you, Carden. I what? can't believe I'm looking at and, this. And don't go off on a tangent about how culture doesn't exist. I okay. want you to think. What would stop culture faster than anything? Are you, are you suggesting a hatchet? <laughs> no. Would it exist if there wasn't alcohol? Mm-mm. Oh, no. Look, If I, people weren't getting drunk all the time. Yeah, but look. Okay, so here's the big problem. Alcohol okay, plus look, hookup as culture. As much as Carrie yeah, Nation, right. as much as Carrie Nation looks BA, and as much as all of us know that most domestic violence is intrinsically related to alcoholism, most of your uh, heavy uh, motorized sports accidents are heavily... Um, you know, linked to alcohol. Ask any ER doctor or first responder out driving there. Driving on the freeway is a motorized sport car. Well, well, no, I'm saying like guys that <laughs> motor break, vehicle, break yeah. their necks, uh, motocrossing or break their necks, power boating or anything like that. Oftentimes, it's because of drunkenness. That there's some kind of accident. Okay, and 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 you hear heartbreaking stories of DUI, so on and so forth. I totally get that. I'm not here to say alcohol is good. Mm-hmm. I believe alcohol is bad. But the question is, what is worse? Prohibition, the only legacy of prohibition in the 10 years from, um, I can't remember what year to what year was. I think it was instituted in 1918, right? No, it was the 18th Amendment, sorry. But the only legacy of prohibition that we have coming out of the 20s was organized crime. By prohibit, uh, sorry, by prohibiting alcohol, its value skyrocketed. And created a vacuum in a market that only the criminal element of America would fulfill. And since the power network needed was so vast, that criminal element had to do what? Organize. And all of the bloodshed throughout the 60s, 70s, and 80s that we made Godfather movies out of and everything like that can trace its roots to what? Prohibition and the organization of those crime families and those crime syndicates and those crime networks that all started because we prohibited alcohol. How do we just let it go on as the social so, ill that so it you're is? It would have created saying, less bloodshed. So you're saying that the law outlawing alcohol, all it really did was drive criminals underground to try to get alcohol and then give power to those criminal organizations that were allowing it or or, or, or you know exercising the selling of it. Two individuals. So you yeah, think it just drove it in the ground. Much, so that means like, much like marijuana. So that means you're pro-choice. Of, yeah. Of, of, Carden, no, you're pro-choice and go to abortion, right? Your argument supports pro-choice. Yeah. No, no, but see, there's a difference, a drastic difference between the two. I'm talking there, about the incentivization. When you're talking about human life, when you're talking about someone getting drunk and getting in a car and then going and mowing down four people. I'm saying the way to stop that from happening is not by outlawing the booze, okay, because that will just incentivize the cost of the booze and create more problems, okay? I'm saying the way you handle it is to educate against it. 
moralize against it through moral instruction. Okay. But you could also make that same argument. You could say, keep abortion legal, just educate the society on safe sex. Just educate the society on the morale. But see, the safety of the sex, I don't think, is the education. Yeah. The intrinsic value of human life is the education. Yeah, but is and abortion that's religious is, education. Is abortion addictive? What? Is there anyone going to a anonymous meetings because they can't stop getting a it is a substance that addicts you and you are stuck on it, okay, Carden. Substance abuse. I have not... a grandfather who died of alcoholism because he was so poisoned and so addicted to this substance that it killed him. And you don't think, okay, the, I, I know heartbreaking stories of heroin addicts and their families that say, my cousin, heroin nowadays is harder to get than booze was in the 20s. And guess what? The heroin addicts are still getting it. They're getting it in prisons. In prisons, you can get this. Stuff. Well, I want to abolish the prisons too. So you're, you're talking <laughs> about this guy. Uh, you and Joseph th there's Smith. no yeah. leg to stand on. Yes, there is. Okay, look, just uh, oh my god. The diabetic alcoholics don't have a leg to stand on because they lose it. Yep. To diabetes. To the gout. I'm and not. The I'm not defending the alcohol. Okay, I'm gonna actually lay out my point. Okay. Okay. So here's my point. This, I, I, first, I cannot think of any propaganda that liquor industries would want more than, oh, actually, last time you tried to outlaw us, it didn't work. Define not working. Oh, we had some mobs that were created. Well, in the age of George W. Bush's Patriot Act, in the age of technology in which we can stop someone, we can stop the president of the United States from tweeting, I'm sorry, but we can use our technology to find some gangs. In fact, that's what we do all the time. And with these new 87,000 IRS agents, I guarantee they'll be finding that, uh, those, that, that illegal Venmo that's coming through. So let me ask you this. Okay. When you've got all these people every year, victims being murdered by drunk drivers, because when you when you get drunk and go behind the wheel of a car, I'm sorry, in my book, you are now a murderer. Okay. okay. When you got that, when you have the majority of assault happening, and it's happening under the influence of some alcohol, and it's either one of the people involved in the situation, usually the victim, has had more alcohol in their system. When you have domestic violence, all of these things triggered by alcohol, and the common denominator is liquor. And big liquor that specifically okay. wants people to believe this is a normalcy and this has to be the way. Can't because because what they did back then was too bad. I think you're falling for the propaganda. Uh, okay, well, hold on. I'm not falling for the propaganda. I'm making a calculation here. I, yeah. I, ask yourself this. And, and your calculation is no, that, that organized crime no, when, look, when we were is talking, worse than all of the... Hold yes. rest of what Quaker just let, let me out. let me let me let me iron this out for you, okay? If you knew that there were a hundred people in the room, okay, and five of them were addicts, addicts that were probably going to kill themselves. Five of them were tangentially related to them, you know, and you you had a bell curve in which you were able to figure out the demographics demographics in the room, and you knew that if you outlawed the heroin that five of them were addicted to that 20 of them would die incidentally from the crime networks formed out of it and all the other drama associated with it. Whereas if you just let it stay legal, only seven of them would die. How do you value human life? Like at some point there, there's gotta be a scoreboard. 
You know, like at, at some point, I don't as think a your leader, calculations are correct. As a president, I don't think your calculations are correct. I don't think Al Capone killed anywhere near as many people as drunk drivers had. Okay, I, yeah, I, I think if you check your numbers at all, go check them. You'll find just how insanely wrong you are. You aren't even close, Cardin. No, no, okay, you are literally no, talking about I, a minority of organized crime, primarily people who are bad people. But but hold on, hold on. I'm looking at a much bigger pr picture than you are. You're not. I'm not just looking at. Yes, I am, and I'm I'm about to drop this truth bomb on you. The Al Capone Chicago divided into four precincts before the you know Sunday Bloody Sunday uh, massacre stuff like that. That that's that's only one decade in one city or or maybe even in the that part of the nation. But the same thought process used for prohibition in the 18th Amendment is the thought process that we used on marijuana throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and to this day. And how many people have died because drug cartels have been incentivized to continue the trade of harder and harder and harder drugs. Yes, I'd that number is I would push back bigger. on that because there's significant data to show that the United States government quite literally funneled drugs into red line districts specifically so people could get addicted yeah so, so all if, better reason not to have it be a high value item well it's i know but are, are you insinuating then also that if we were to ban alcohol the government would start funneling in alcohol into undesirable cities um i uh, you're asking if the government were to ban alcohol would they all of a sudden start funneling into undesirable areas for free yeah. I think the the impact of that would be far less than the impact that it is having it be a high value item. And the proof is this, Quaku, you're Mr. Conspiracy Guy. You always say if the government likes it, then you know it's bad and all that other stuff. The government has had a prohibition on Schedule 3. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll have to edit this out when we're doing it on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? But we've basically effectively had prohibition for 60 years on marijuana. Do you think the war on drugs has worked and that less people have died from addiction than have died? Well, well that's assuming than... that the war on drugs was actually about stopping drugs. Yeah. I'm it was about the prohibition is what's letting the government get away with all this crap. The prohibition of is the way that they Trojan horse all this other BS. See, all I the think crap though, the CIA you're, you're is doing. This problem, reaction, solution. So you have the problem that's okay. created, and then you have our reaction. Oh no, someone must stop it. And then the person that created the problem in the first place gives you the solution. And the war on drugs is a perfect example of a government-created problem, our reaction, and the government solution, which I, was to imprison more people. Now, if you want to state, okay, okay you want to state, look, 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 I'm against the idea of bringing back prohibition or neo-prohibition because of what George H.W. Bush's and Ronald Reagan's war on drugs looked like. Okay. But let's take the first one. One, to mass produce or even to, to, to produce for a lot of people, it takes your garage. To mass produce liquor, that's something that takes a lot of space. And you know what? The government can control it. So when it's a non-controlled substance, that's when you get into problems. The government wants to control these substances. The government wants to make money off of it. Mm -hmm. And the government also, 
do you know who this is not the documentary filmmaker do you know who michael myers is the attorney from the 90s <laughs> yeah. there are so many michael myers okay look, look up michael myers the attorney from the okay. 1990s all right who was involved in a famous lawsuit that it's it's even it's it should be easier to find online but big alcohol hush money has has you know okay quieted it made it quiet he he proved that the big liquor companies were okay. putting addictive chemicals inside of alcohol to literally make people more addicted really? he sued for like billions of dollars in one really yeah the whole you can read the all like the whole story and they they've kind of buried it because you know when Coors asks you to 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 hush that Blogspot website or that news article, they're gonna do it. Okay, but it's a really really important thing to look. Sorry, not Michael Myers, Michael Moore, Michael oh, Moore, not Michael okay. Myers. Okay, I was about to say I'm getting all kinds and not of the Halloween. yeah, not the documentary filmmaker Michael Myers. Okay, yeah. as you're looking this up, by the way, Carden. Okay, I will give you this. Okay, I even though I'm really emphatic about this and I do think it should be illegal. Okay, I also have my own qualms about giving the government that kind of power. Right, I. I'm torn on whether or not we go the same route as Portugal has with its drugs, right? Okay. Where you just legalize everything and make it so that no one who has the drugs in their system, no one who's using the drugs is criminalized, right? Okay. Um, I would love to see a prohibition against the production of that alcohol, right? But decriminalizing the people uh, who okay, have it. Okay, but then we're going to have literally like moonshine mills back. And and Great. how do you enforce that law? See, the problem with these laws is what is the enforcement mechanism? The IRS just hired 87,000 agents. What are they going to be doing? Arresting these the are, Alkies. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, uh, you know. No, I am... Um, I hate to say it. I uh, <laughs> I have a proposed solution for this. Okay. So it's going to sound very cruel. Just bear with me. Okay? Before, yeah, but before you go any further, I really think what you guys did was you fell in love with this iconography and this imagery. And I think you guys just think that this Carrie Nation chick is so B.A. and you want to be justified in holding those holy scriptures. No, I can go buy hatchets. a hatchet for 10 bucks. No, yeah. that's not. I'm not obsessed with holding a hatchet. Okay. No, no. Here's, I think it's not the cost of the we're hatchet. We're just Carrie Nation it's stands. The, it's the glory of being able to hold that hatchet. That is the most 1920s like silent generation oh, you just hate the alcohol because you love the carry nation like what <laughs> like what <laughs> okay so for 90 percent of people don't even know who this is this yeah. is not like a fad but they should <laughs> they i want should. everyone who watches this show to look up carry nation after and be inspired so here's what i think first i'm a, i think i don't agree in putting people in prison for marijuana violations and things like that yeah and um, it's Absolutely wild that we still have people in prison for marijuana yeah. stuff when we have dispensaries legalized. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, totally corrupt because they want Kamala Harris, is, you know, use what these people in prison for marijuana so they could have cheap prison labor from the state. This is slave labor we're talking about. Yeah. But what I would do, I would make driving under the influence life in prison. Uh, that's ugh. that's. That's all I do. They've run. They've run mm. um, virtual experiments on this. I, I have friends in our stake whose wife got killed by DUI, and I, I the, the amount of grief that that causes. I, I totally see where you're coming from. At the same token, it's like all of us know that guy that went outside, fell asleep in his car, you know, to sleep off the booze, and technically because his keys were in the front seat, that counts as a DUI. And you're just like, is this really? I mean, what you could you can you can do? place yeah, certain ramifications. The, the law, car has to be moving, uh, right? Account for that. But I yeah. guarantee. I guarantee you, 
the effect alcohol would have. And so it it would, would diminish sufficiently diminish. You keep all the bars open. You keep you either keep everything. You keep the the factories open. The giant beer factories you have right over here. Keep uh. them all open. But everyone knows when they go to that bar and they go clubbing, if they drive home drunk, kiss their they're they're spending the rest of their life in prison. I guarantee you, we would see within three years a significant de- decrease in the amount. Of okay, alcohol people well, ingesting. well, how does that buck up against him? Oh, man, I hate all, trying to sound like a liberal. You know what I'm saying? Actually, no, I'm a very liberal person. What I mean is a leftist. The real liberal? Uh, no, is they got rid of the death penalty penalty in California, and they did it for a bunch of crappy amoral reasons. Uh, sorry, immoral reasons. Well, I agree um, with that. But uh, no, no, because a man should be able to voluntarily atone for the uh, for the crime of taking life. And the only way you can do that is by giving life. There's a moral reason to allow the death penalty. I'm against the death penalty, but, but we can talk about the different podcasts. Yeah, yeah but that there's good, yeah. But that's, that's, that's what the movie The Green Mile is about. When the guy comes out after having been fried. Is that the one with Eminem? No, the green mile, not the, eight mile. You know what I say? Like Eminem feels like he'd be no, he's pro death already. So no, no, he's against. No, the, the the green mile is the one with Tom. Oh, Hanks that's with Ryan that. Reynolds. No, no, that's not. the Green Lantern quake. Oh. That's the Green Lantern. No, the Green Mile had Michael Clark, the giant. It was actually based off a Stephen King book, but it had um, Michael Clark, that big giant behemoth. I mean, it looks like a. Uh, oh, that guy's huge. Yeah, that guy's yeah. It looks like he was like a, a lineman for the San Francisco 49ers. You know what I'm saying? But it's Tom Hanks. Is, yeah, it was yep. Tom Hanks and uh, um, Michael Clark. Beautiful film, and I believe it was it was inspired by real events, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not exactly as portrayed in the movie, but um, I think there was a series of murders or somebody that was innocent and then put on uh, death row or something like that. Wildly inspiring movie, probably top ten in my book. Anyway, um, uh. I was just going to say that. <sighs> Wait, where are we going with this? I just got chemo brain. You were talking about uh, how this relates back to death penalty. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry. In this movie, in this movie, uh, there was a moment when one of the corrupt cops that wanted to watch people burn on the electric chair. Okay had actually not put the water inside of the sponge. So it kind of fried the person instead oh, of traveling man. through the, the the water in the sponge. And then he wanted to see the body afterwards and he reached over to pick it up. And the other cop slapped his hand and said, this man has already paid his price. He is good with us. And you know what? There's a truth to that. You give life and you're, I mean, you take life and you're a murderer. That, that's a crime you cannot pay for except for by doing what? Sacrifice your own life. Okay, giving so your own that's, life. that's the doctrine of blood atonement. Okay, I'm totally fine with okay. it in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But that's another podcast. Uh-huh. I I just saying I I legitimately think implementing that law would change a lot, um, and it doesn't involve us having to. So that's why it doesn't make the government now in control of further substances and make it so that they can stop. So so the eighty seven thousand yeah, it, be a neo IRS. prohibition. It would be a reformed version of it. So the eighty seven thousand IRS agents weren't enough for status quaku. Now he wants eighty seven thousand prohibition agents. You know no. what I'm saying? Out there polluting. No, no, he wouldn't I have just, to change anything except yeah. make the federal law every person caught driving under the influence of alcohol life in prison. So that's not prohibition. That is Drac- not draconian. That is harsh DUI punishments. Call it whatever you like, but I know it would work. Also, okay, okay. this is really. I'm going to say it. I I don't know. I I still I'm still dubious of giant alcohol companies. 
that make all of their money off of poisoning people with an addictive substance. Yeah, it'd be a shame if there's a lot more Carrie Nations that walked around. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? What the heck is going on? Like, why Why do we allow that? Like, same with big tobacco for me. Okay. Like, you're literally allowing people to go around causing cancer. Well, yeah, it's like cigarettes. Cigarettes, if you smoke a cigarette now, you look like a dorky loser works at a gas station. Yeah, okay, That's kind of mean. I that, but it's true. Gas station employees. But yeah. that's what people will... <laughs> yeah. okay, you know what? Cut that out. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah. You look like a dorky loser if you're smoking cigarettes. Nobody thinks it's cool anymore unless it's like French with a long, like one of those. Okay. But <laughs> now, what do they do? They say, cool. The Give them vapes yeah. and dab pens. The mm -hmm. same thing. Now you get people vaping. It's like, this is my strawberry. It's a strawberry flavored cigarette. Wonderful. The same thing. And then they start finding out about popcorn lung, right? And you're still just destroying other people with your secondhand smoke. So it like it, the externalities of this garden are so extreme. It would be so look as someone who's never touched alcohol or drugs. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I just can't believe the amount of people who need to poison themselves. They like oh, I just need I need a drink I need you're poisoning yourself you moron you idiot okay so now hold on I'm th this is a lot to take in and I've never been ganged up on by both of you you know what I'm saying <laughs> we so this, do is, more. Woo, this is like a little bit uh, a little bit crazy for me so I'm juxtaposing this because because there's a libertarian part of me yeah that's very just like it's never worth giving the government that power to regulate your life well here's the trouble that they already have it Cardin. Oh, they're no. already using it okay they're just not using it on things that matter okay i yeah. get i get that but now there also is another part of me though that says gosh you know i know my non-member friends that drank when they came to visit me at byu and provo they make snide comments and remarks about like oh you can't buy booze on saturday after four like where are we gonna get our alcohol and you know i actually kind of liked that you didn't have drunks walking around on Sundays and things closed down in Provo on Sunday and it was it was like the only peaceful day of the week and and you didn't even worry about having to plan what you're doing on Sunday because you know the world shut down and there was no booze anywhere and and it's the least drunk driving accident state in the freaking union and whether we like it or not some of that had to do with the fact that BYU is from what I understand this is one of those apocryphal stories that I hope is true apparently they buy up the liquor licenses in like a five mile radius of the campus oh really yeah there's like only like one bar on Provo Center Street yeah. and from what I understand I think I think BYU Provo owns like liquor licenses that oh, they pay the forty. Like they pay the forty the grand every year just to kill the competition. <laughs> oh you know what I said? Yeah. Awesome. So it's like That's awesome. I, I I I'm very libertarian in that sense where I don't want governmental coercion. Yeah. To control something because look, we outlawed murder two thousand years ago and people still get murdered every day. So pr prohibiting. Do you think more people would get murdered if it wasn't against the law? Um, and not if we brought back duels and, yeah. mut and mutual <laughs> combat laws. Yeah, so you know, it's no. interesting. I, I have found, we, when I took a women's studies class, we had this fervent oh, debate. Oh, so man-hating 101. Actually, actually, it wasn't. It was it was a really interesting class because- oh, it was well-measured, so it was just like man-general loathing 101. Not quite hatred. No, 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 quite, it was good. Know. It was actually, believe it or not, and uh, uh, Don't it was only it. five people. No, there was eight <laughs> people in the class, three dudes, me- a gay guy and a guy whose wife is making him take it because they just got married, okay? <laughs> and You know, he's whipped. Yeah, no, he was. He was like, I love women, I promise. It's like kind of regretting the marriage. And it was so, so we're there. And I remember uh, Professor Siegfried, actually, she's now passed away, so may she rest in peace. Okay. Um, 
she was talking about male privilege and i think she was republican looking back because she would say some things just to trigger the class so she would talk about male privilege and she's like so men are more privileged than women and all the girls like yes absolutely absolutely male privilege and she's like okay now do you think Quaku has more privilege than you valerie and she's like well yeah he's a man and then she goes okay um valerie uh, what, what like what where does your family line come from? And she talks about her family line, your pioneer ancestry and such. She's like, Quakey, where does your family line come from? Like, oh, it goes back this far until s- slavery. And <laughs> she goes like, huh. And the class is gone. And they just got like, <laughs> And she's like, so now you're saying, so do you still think that? And they're like, well, I guess because he's black. No, I guess. Like, so do you think white women have more privilege than black men? And they're like, oh, kind of. But white guys, white guys are bad. She's like, okay, what about uh, a Jewish white men? Well, okay, well, no, not Jewish. Okay, well, what about, like, I don't know, Eastern European immigrant white men? Yeah. Well, okay, not them. So she just chopped it yeah. down, and she'll, <laughs> she got everyone to humbly recognize that we're privileged if we're from the suburbs of a major city. So she's actually really B.A. That's uh, cool. Okay. That's a really good way yeah. to help people understand But anyway. It. And then all the progmos are like, no! No, they hated it. They hated it, because I was like, ha, I won. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but basically, we talked about how people on both sides disbelieve and simultaneously believe in the argument of if if this bad thing is illegal it'll make it worse so if you're pro-abortion believing that banning abortion will actually make more abortions is the same argument as those who are like oh well you know if you get rid of guns then just gonna make the shootings worse because in the gun-free zone that's like okay no no but there are measurable quantifiers that follow certain things okay and it's okay to make moral arguments with the big a word that's a moral argument. Now, you could say the same thing about, okay, well, prohibition is a moral argument. My only problem is what's that enforcement mechanism? And there are certain things, especially items, okay, I'm going to play. Actions. I'm going to pretend I'm a pro-choice Twitter feminist right now, okay? Okay. Okay. So, hanger. Oh, gosh. No, we can't talk about that on YouTube. No, I'm, my, but the, <laughs> the thing is, still, though, I... I have read the studies and I've seen the arguments, somewhat convincing arguments, that women will go get back alley abortions. And those are very, very bloody well, no, and dangerous. And there will be underground doctors that perform it. Yes, I get that. That's what Mengele did in Argentina. When he oh, wait, pause. Let's settle there. this this way. This is a Mormon, fair Mormon apologist, Spencer Marsh calling. Oh, uh, boy. Hey, Spencer. Yeah, yeah. You're, yes, you're live on Midnight Mormons right now. Yeah. Uh, you are. You are. You're live in Midnight Mormons. Okay. Let put me ask. On speaker. Wait, I can put you on speaker. We've uh, got all the cougarettes in the studio, bro, and they're waiting to see what you say, so don't embarrass yourself. Uh, Why am I not there? <laughs> okay, Spencer, do you Yo. think we should bring back prohibition, yes or no? Do I think that we should bring back prohibition? Or some form of neo prohibition where we heavily, heavily regulate alcohol? I haven't thought about that super I haven't thought about that super deeply. But that'd be pretty based if we did, you know. I don't know. I And two Spencer Marsh? That's as good as a yes for me. I'm gonna say I don't know. I'm gonna say I don't have an opinion, but if we did, that'd be super based and that would be pretty cool. So would you enforce it with a hatchet like Carrie Nation did, bursting the <laughs> barrels of alcohol on a Sunday after Elders Quorum? That would also be really cool. Yeah, if we did it, I'd have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Lit. Okay. No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Like, okay. Here, 
here's what I, here's what I'm gonna say. I'd be pretty basic if we did it, but I don't think that we will we will do it. And maybe we I prefer that we didn't, because like I don't know. I just don't think it would be. I don't think it would be the best use of the state. I think that we can use the government for a lot of better for a lot of better better reasons. So, just my that, that's my two cents. Okay. Yeah. Would you support so a law he's, he's that makes with you there, Carden. Would you support a law that makes it uh, if you're caught drunk driving, you get life in prison? If I'm caught drunk driving, I would get life in prison. Actually, you can make a pretty persuasive argument for that. Um, cuz here's okay, so here's the deal. It's what's called moral luck in philosophy. I'll explain it really quickly. So you're, there's two people, they're at a party, and one drives home, person A drives home before person B. Person A drives home, they're both, they're both drunk. So person A drives home, and they don't, hit, they don't hit anybody. But person B drives home, and they hit a little girl crossing the street because she was playing ball, and so person B hit the little girl. Now, in, so basically the argument would be that person A and person B, some people make the argument that per, both person A and person B are equally culpable because they put life in danger. And okay. That yeah, person B actually did hit a girl, but you know it would still be the case that like both of them put like an equal amount. That they both have like equal chances of hitting the girl. Basically, there was a one in two chance of like hitting this girl. And there's different cases that are there's better analogies to support that. But I don't know. That would be so a person caught in a DUI, like life in prison. I mean, you could make an argument for that. I don't know. I don't know if I'd totally be married to it, but you could make an argument for that. And it wouldn't be like without, it wouldn't be without any sort of merit, you know, like it would be mild, at least mildly persuasive. So that's my take. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Spencer. All right. See ya. See ya. All right. Well, I don't know where to go from here other than the fact that Cardin supports alcohol abuse. And um, I believe you should cleanse your body of the demon parasites that come as a result of becoming a drunk loser. Well, here's the deal. Okay. I, I think if we're being serious, Cardin, I, I totally see where you're coming from with the argument that we should not give the government that kind of power. Yeah. I. But, I, but also, like, there's part of me, though, that is like, oh, man, like. I see the it. only society I've participated in that has anything mildly remotely close to prohibition, which is Utah. And it's not prohibition. It's just restriction on when you can buy alcohol. It was a better society than what I live in now. And here's the deal. Like, I remember when they legalized moto, okay, as the Latinos say, la mota, sorry. I remember when they legalized grass, shall we call it, okay? I was working in pest control then for a major firm and we did a lot of halfway homes, you know, and it used to be that if guys got involved with substance abuse of any kind and they committed a crime, oftentimes before they were re-entered into society at large and after they'd come out of prison, there was a halfway home where, you know, they had to go work their nine to five and they'd come back and check in with a counselor, do some drug tests and, you know, they, they, they do counseling and, and just, you know, it was an in-between phase between prison and regular society that helped a lot of these guys readjust back into normal life. Because if not, they'd come out of a very structured prison system and all of a sudden be in an unstructured, regular life system. It would stress them out. And then how do you deal with stress? Substance abuse. And they'd end up right back in prison. So halfway homes helped a lot of guys. And it used to be because was outlawed they couldn't abuse it but once it was legalized here once it was legalized all of a sudden 
these guys couldn't say no. The counselors could not say no to it because it's now a legal substance. And the guys would never really quite get off their dependence of substances because they were allowed to legally say, oh, I got knee pain, so I need... And it, I, I saw guys go from being like a high graduation rate in these halfway homes to like a not so high graduation rate. And it's like, crap, that takes its toll on society. And the bed bugs these guys would have. Because there's were going, nothing they I know, were going I to bed high every care. night. There's yeah. nothing alcohol. They wouldn't does not, feel them. Like the worst bed bug infestations you, were always halfway homes. You guys they wouldn't the, feel them at night. You guys want to hear the cruelest but most true and dark stat? What? Oh, uh, what? Okay, I'm not sure if this can make it in the episode, but oh, I'll say geez, it. Jeez, okay. Here and I do not support that this was done at all. Okay. But it worked, and what? that's why it's not being talked about right now. Okay. Um, Philippines. President Duarte. What did he do? I don't know. The law a couple years ago where it was illegal to kill drug dealers. Remember oh, that? Shut oh, up. wow. Yeah. Really? And it be literally like like the, the, the war on drugs was part. Became- well, that's kind of mutual combat, though. That's what a town would do. If bank robbers came into the town and they stole the town's money, the town would say, no, that's our money. There's no FDIC insured in freaking 1870. So that's my life savings as a shopkeeper. That's my neighbor's life savings as a cattle rancher. That's this old woman who's trying to use her her, her cash to build an orphanage at the end of the streets, life savings. We're going to round up the men in our town, chase this dude down on a vendetta ride, and then kill them all because they took our mother freaking life savings. And taking our life savings the way that we buy our, our, our water rights and the way that we buy our food is equivalent to murder as well. So we're chasing you down and we are killing you if we have to to get that money back to me that's actually just bringing back mutual combat which i feel is inherent to the human experience okay so what you're saying is instead of a life in prison option you're down for drunk drivers can no longer have legal protection the father of the girl that's killed getting run over should be able to go and this guy's head in the skull into uh, and his skull into his own car until he stops and if the dude's still alive at the end of that process then he gets and to live and you don't think government <laughs> regulation on that is gonna be <laughs> yeah, somehow I mean, way I mean, weirder like, <laughs> sorry no like dude well <laughs> like <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Hamilton literally challenged a guy to the duel uh, a duel was sorry was challenged to a duel By for Amber. having besmirched yeah. Andrew Burr's like cousin's wife or something like besmirching honor used to be something that could lead to lethal combat uh-huh. uh, killing somebody drunk driving yeah no no I agree I'm just saying like the media coverage was like this is the most horrifically evil thing we've ever seen and no, he's like leftist media coverage okay alright okay geez take it easy Tucker uh, uh, so but basically that goes without saying Cardin but basically point. um, the, the president <laughs> Philippines like look you guys have not lived here and seen the absolute evil and terror that these drug dealers have have uh, put upon society. So I'm le- it's made illegal to kill them. Cops can kill them, and you, guy across the street, you can kill them. Nothing bad will happen. But, In but- fact, we're going to reward you if you do. You know what happened? Drug abuse. This is just based on a study I just recently saw. Drug abuse in the Philippines went boom. <laughs> boom went way down. And now it's not being handled by okay, the police so, anymore. So here's my only the- question with that. Okay. I'm fine with that. If this is protected in the wild, wild west, anybody could hunt down the guy on the wanted sign. But that guy on the wanted sign had to have experienced a court of his peers 
habeas corpus and had to have been convicted with overwhelming evidence of the actual crime. If all of a sudden we said, oh, it's open season on drug dealers because we can all agree drug dealers are bad people. What's keeping John DeLynn from calling the FBI and saying, these guys were mean to me on on a meme and they made a drug reference. They're drug so, dealers. And all of a sudden there's a fatwa. So what you're heads. saying is vigilante justice with precautions. It, it, well, so okay. you're so you're neo vigilant. Okay, you wouldn't be like vigilant. No, I'm give saying, the government the power to no, enforce. Well, you have to give the government power to uh, not enforce, but to provide the court system. It's one of the few actually. Uh, I righteous. agree with that. I agree with that. I'm not saying it should just be open season. The purge. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying we should kill drug dealers either. I'm just saying that was a harsh thing that did happen, and some studies say it worked. I just think we have to do more than what we're doing right now. Clearly, this is not sustainable. And I think I, I would love to see federal law enacted that if you're caught driving under the influence of alcohol or anything else, you get life in prison. And by anything else, we can we can exclude like I'm, a prescription drug or something like, you know, I'm talking about yeah, mostly liquor. I, I can get behind that, I think, because as I'm looking at it, like I, I agree with you, Cardin. There's the libertarian side of me that's like, yeah. We can't give the government that kind of power. Even as much as I want for the problem to be gone, yeah. that solution might not be worth it. And it could be misused. Like you're saying, with the war on drugs being a very good example of the government misusing its power, right? Okay. So I, I think we have common ground there. Okay. I, I want the kind of government that I could trust to actually enact prohibition. And I mean, we're in a representative democracy or a representative republic. So we would have to have enough people vote in Cause, favor cause, of cause this. Because here's sort also of the other problem well, with that. But and this is the last thing that I'll say before I go, Quaku. I live in Los Angeles, where Gascon doesn't prosecute a single thing. He doesn't prosecute a single thing. Not violent crime. Not theft. He doesn't uh, assist in homelessness. Uh, I know three people on our stake that were burglarized, some of them violently, where the cops literally said the DA is not going to process anything. We're not even going to come out and take a report because we're not going to waste our time. Okay. Happened to my stake president. Okay. Family was so shaken up. Now moved to Henderson, Nevada. Henderson, Nevada now actually has a brand new family of four because Gascon won't enforce the freaking laws here as a DA. But. If you've outlawed alcohol, which pretty much everybody outside of Mormonism and Seventh-day Adventists participate in, you've given an excuse to preferentially enforce the law on anybody to the government. Because let me tell you, if Gascon doesn't like you, if you're a white male and he saw your YouTube posts about, I don't know, Trump or, you know, January 6th or whatever then you better believe he's hauling your duff into court. You better believe that he's throwing the book at you. And you better believe that he's prosecuting you to the full extent of the law because you are the undesirable. So here's one thing, though, that I will If say. we gave that power to the government... But the power they already have? They, they already have that power. And in addition, at so least... So don't throw prohibition on top no, no, of it. But at least alcohol is ubiquitous, right? We saw with the war on drugs, crack getting way, way worse... Um, penalties than cocaine because the judge's nephews were the ones on cocaine, right? And so you saw people on cocaine not going to prison for anywhere near as long. But if you're on the drugs that they associate with a different demographic, mm -hmm. the kind that they're fine locking up, then it goes, you can't do that with alcohol the same way because it's ubiquitous. 
That's just like your point. Okay. Okay. What would Joseph Smith do, Cardin? Um, he would consume. Uh, he actually consumed a very tall glass of beer every night before he went to bed. And there were three breweries in Nauvoo that paid their tithing to the bishop's storehouse in barrels. Yeah, except, of booze. except for that one guy who uh, got struck blind. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh well, he didn't want a saloon open within uh, city limits. Yes. So okay, cool. Look. So at the end of the day. Apparently, uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet is your girl, and we have to add this doll. Oh, to I was the like, list. that's not Elizabeth Clare. Uh, we have Carrie to Nation. Add Carrie Nation, Nation, Elizabeth Clare Prophet. I like them gone. both. You like them both. And if so, anyone ever says I'm misogynistic, I can be like, literally, all my heroes are women. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's Joan of Arc, there's Carrie Nation, and there's Elizabeth Clare Prophet. By the way, so, Helena uh, Blavatsky. Add her I in just there too. added a link to the Discord. Check it out. Um, okay, I'm gonna open up Le Discord. It's best and worst states for drunk driving. Really? Oh yeah. man, this is way too relevant. We gotta throw it up right now and then. And, and so, let me guess, what are we gonna do before we actually uh, put this on screen? Any guesses? Yeah. What What do you think is the lowest? Uh, I would have guessed Utah, but no, like Rhode Island or something. Yeah, uh, it's gonna yeah. be one of those like weird small ones. Vermont. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here it is. Drunk driving statistics analysis. North Central Region comprising Wyoming, Montana, and Dakotas is by far the worst area for drunk driving in the United States. Oh, look and at look that. at that random spot. Random spot. Number right forty-three there. with Utah. Wow. In the middle of this otherwise very drunken lane from Montana down to New Mexico. Wow. So the worst is Wyoming. Their that DOI, makes sense. It's thirty percent and of the total right next door. Deaths. So now this could be all of the. Uh, uh, Utahns uh, going to Evanston and uh, living it up in Wyoming. <laughs> but look they... at this. This is interesting. And this surprises me because if you actually go further down on this little graph right here, you'll see the best and the worst states. Mm-hmm. Look at what the best state is. The best state is Massachusetts, Massachusetts. then Delaware, then Illinois, New Jersey. Leftover righteousness met from anybody- the Saints. Oh, in you're, Illinois. Blaming <laughs> that on the Nauvoo Temple. Uh, actually, that makes sense because um, so I, I, had, I had three different buddies that went to DePaul. Okay. Um, and they talked about how the, the gang violence in Chicago is literally so bad, okay. and the drug and alcohol culture is so bad. Even like drinking there, just even at a party, there's a somewhat risk of you looking low class. And so it's like almost a class thing in Illinois where a lot of people just don't really drink unless it's just them and their families inside of their home or them and their their their, uh, their roommates inside of their apartment. And they don't invite people because literally it seems like it's low class because of the culture they already have. Whoa. So there's a very, there's a social yeah. stigma and it's like a silent one. They'll and then, like, oh, you're a and frat it's boy. doing a better job than prohibition would have. Um, you're proving me right here. No, nice. I literally said we should moralize against it through education and stigma. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not against that either. That. We, we're, I, we're it's not all either on board or. with that. Yeah, it's not either or. Mm-hmm. Um, Massachusetts, I have no clue. I have no clue. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Because they got they got like Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. They have the classy alcohol, and the stuff that you're drinking in a suit. Looking have you at the ever boats. seen a winter in the Northeast? Uh, I, I you in- cannot drive. In those places, yeah, up there. that's true. Like, like, if you need to put on, I don't know what's happening in Maine gypsy, to make like, it number twelve. Like, I, I what would on earth? Is going yeah, especially Massachusetts with Boston. Like, how is Illinois a, and oh, Delaware? Oh, it's Boston because of the how lack of is driving. New Jersey? Yeah, public. It's, it's, oh, it's public, public transit. transport. Duh. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, Massachusetts, because that's why New York is so. Yeah, New Jersey as well. <laughs> those those Italians and their wife beaters. Bro, I'm sorry, they are drinking. <laughs> they are drinking, dog. Ain't no way they're not public transit. That makes yeah. sense. The thing. Hey, that, that actually yeah. There's now this whole public transit and prohibition. This will solve. Well, that problems. and you forgot Green one New thing. Deal. <laughs> oh, you forgot God. one thing. There's public transport. There's, there's, there, there's a statue of her outside of every bar yeah. <laughs> in Massachusetts. No, no. Okay, so you said public transportation prohibition. You forgot the last one. Carry Nation. A hatchet. Oh, yeah. You need a freaking hatchet. All right. Okay, so tell us what you guys think of the comments. Do we need to bring back prohibition, a la Kwaku and Brad, or do we need to be more well measured, intelligent? and uh diplomatic oh in our approach and uh yeah are you going like to be me? a drunk like Cardin, or do you want to be righteous like bradley and i uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is midnight mormon see you in the next program oh, oh.